Welcome everybody to episode 210, coming to you on a Tuesday night, unlike our Thursday nights. Got a lot to talk about in a short week. Upland did make a lot of announcements. They have some things going on for Thanksgiving. The turkeys are back. They changed the treasure hunting and some people are upset about it. And so much more. And Thank Me Later is here to get everybody else all fired up. Stay tuned for all the shenanigans. The Upland Podcast with the property expert. If it's happening in Upland, it's the place you want to check first. With your host too stupid to win and thank me later. Bringing a strategy, news, and cool charts with all the data. This is Upland, where the metaverse goes down. Genesis and Fran, Rio and all around. Don't miss a week, you never know what they'll say next. It's the Upland Property Experts, baby, UPX. going on fellow uplanders how are we doing this week thank me later doing fantastic thank you for joining me on a short week we're here on a tuesday night unlike us indeed i feel like i was trying to think if there's a song here on a tuesday no anyway no nothing but yeah we got thanksgiving here in the states on thursday so some years we skip it and other years you know we get in a tuesday or a wednesday night depending on each other's plans so Tuesday work for us. And it's Get it. Because Upland did talk about a lot of stuff this week. They talked about changing treasure hunting. They had a Thanksgiving bundle sale, which was interesting in itself with the map assets and block explorers. Um, last already week, sold out? Yeah. Last week, X1 and the Upland Racing League kind of led about the race that was coming up, and that announcement was made with the Snowdrift Showdown coming on. And we'll jump into that. And the turkey chase is back for 2023. A bunch of turkeys for treasure hunting around the city. So You're a turkey. Absolutely. We're deep frying three turkeys, so it's going to be good. Dang. Yeah. I, I mean, they're 15 pounds because you can't go much bigger than that. In, in oh, a, yeah. You know, so, I mean, deep frying 45 pounds of turkey. Yeah. <laughs> cord light there. Hey, it's going to be good. We got a, a hot and spicy Cajun seasoning to go in one. Uh, you got one of those like ridiculous injectors. Absolutely. You heat it up. Absolutely. Like, put it in, in the little chicken wings. Yes. And you got to watch yeah. it because if not, it like fires out another hole if you put them too close to each other. Yeah. Phrasing. <laughs> we're just going to let that go. Yeah. So. Three different, three different injections. I'll, I'll fatten the birds up tomorrow night, let it sit overnight, and uh, drop them in the deep fryer. That's and what's up. Uncle, my uncle brings his, and some guy bought one at a garage sale for like two bucks, so my uncle bought it from him for $4, so now we have three to do it, so it makes it a lot easier. The deep fryer, not the turkey, right? Correct. Oh. <laughs> you, you don't want a $2 turkey. Not from a garage sale. <laughs> no. No, like I'm, I was like, what is going on? Like, I knew Cleveland was sketch, but y'all out there buying Thanksgiving turkeys at garage. <laughs> Dang. I don't That's know. some next level, like, trailerness right there. Wow, trailerness. Hey, man, yeah. we're, we're going throwbacks because I was like, you remember we did the special where we ended, or we did the episode and we ended up digressing onto meats? <laughs> and then. <laughs> And then there was the trail fiasco of the Spud Wars. Yeah. Uh, we can put this one 
Juices in three holes. Ooh. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. All right. Do you think Dirk's going to listen to this one? I kind of hope he skips it now. Absolutely. But. He'll be listening to us on the way to the pool on Saturdays. For our shenanigans. I make some laugh. Make some laughs. Oh, this is random. Hello. Welcome, Moose. <laughs> it is random. Uh, As yes. always. Little off on the structure. I didn't run the numbers this week. Just been kind of busy getting ready for the Thanksgiving weekend. So, because we have we have people coming in starting tomorrow, and some other people come in on Thursday, and some people come in on Friday while other people leave, and then some people leave on Saturday. And so, like my house is just full for the weekend. No Thanksgiving. So like especially for those outside the U.S. Like, I mean, I'm sure they kind of get the gist of it, but like Thanksgiving in the States usually is much more the extended family situation. Like it's a lot of meal prep and planning and gathering and nonsense. Uh, It's probably one of the more exhausting holidays, honestly. Um, Like if you are hosting or like having to go to multiple places, like it's it's awesome, uh, but it definitely can be a lot for people so oh yeah. yeah my wife has it down shout out to her she's got a spreadsheet it has everybody's names on it who's bringing what since her family stays with us when they come to town um she has them going ahead and you're bringing breakfast but you're bringing stuff for lunch this day and then of course you know being in ohio on that saturday we have the big game against the team up north one of college football's biggest rivalries so we, we definitely do it so it's like two thanksgivings in three days because then we cook a bunch of stuff for that, even though we still have a bunch of leftovers from Thursday. It's, it's gluttony to its finest. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So, but my, my wife has it down. Um, my uncle and Good I, on her. That's, I mean, that's impressive. Yeah. It's, it's just like, give it to her and her spreadsheets and she shares with everybody and she's just on it. And she's like, make sure you're bringing this, make sure. And then she's on them about, um, about containers to take stuff back with them, like bring containers. <laughs> so that's and, amazing. And my grandma's 90 years old and she's cooking like 12 different dishes that she's right. She's cooking like that's serious. She used to host till a couple years ago. Um, and then she said it was just too much at the house, but she's still prepping. <laughs> yeah. She's bringing five pies. She's bringing a cucumber salad, two different types of jellos. She's bringing sweet potatoes, um, a corn casserole. It, like it, the list that she's bringing is insane. So she'll spend all day today and tomorrow what? cooking. She's single. What's up? Yeah, <laughs> she is single. I'm not gonna lie. I kind of want your grandma's pie. <laughs> she makes hella apple pie. Mmm. Yeah. Like, no, everybody thinks it's a flex, uh, and I, I, I'm going to steal this from a comedy show I just watched, so if you've seen it, but uh, everybody thinks it's a flex to be somebody's first. Uh-uh, I'm out there trying to be somebody's last. Matt That's Rice. <laughs> you see that? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was disappointed by that one. He, like, he went with scripted material, and that's not what makes him funny. Well, no, like if you listen to him though, he's like, he's like, you know, that like that crowd work, he's like, the only reason I don't post my scripted material on the, on social media is because if you come to my show and it's all the stuff that's already on the social media, then 
like so we only post his crowd work on there because that's not his original content but he, he is just a normal stand-up i don't know i, I mixed reviews on i'm much more um oh my gosh tom segura and uh oh what who's the the Anyway, Tom Tom Segura is and and his troupe is like one of my favorite uh, stand up comedians right now, or like been for a while. Yeah, um, but yeah, Matt, right? It was all right. Yeah, it was all right. I was just like, man, there were some good moments. That that one particularly got me. <laughs> like, dang, you know what? That is a that's a real flex. <laughs> if you say so. All right, we're we're moving on from gilfs and um, <laughs> going on to the content. Um, yeah. Oh, oh, we're talking about Upland still. Yeah. <laughs> still talking about Upland. <laughs> uh, so treasure hunting update. I oh, found- so, yeah. What's up with the treasure hunting? Also, anytime they update treasure hunting, everybody gets upset. Oh, absolutely. This one is actually very interesting. So they decided to modify the hunting experience to ensure that it was fair and rewarding treasure hunters for all players. Now. Okay. If there is over 71% of properties open for minting in a city, it will re- maintain its original treasure hunting tier and send fee levels designated for those cities. Now, once you get between the 41 and 70% properties open for minting, you will reduce one tier. So if you're a tier one, you become a tier two. And if there's 40% or less properties open for minting, you'll go down two tiers. So a tier one will become a tier three. Wait, I'm confused. Right. Uh, if if you're more minted, you're lower tier, or if you're Correct. less minted. So, wait, what? So, so like San Francisco being 100%, like any place that's 100% minted goes down two tiers? Now, when it's 100%, you return to your original tier. What? Because so Chicago's like ninety percent, so they're they're at minus two. You see, until they get to hundred percent. No, because it says this is only applying to London, London, and Tokyo right now. So these ju- these adjustments will also apply to any upcoming new cities in Upland that are released in segments. So it's not for a full city release. It's for. Do we have a an infographic? Do we have an infograph on this or no? It's okay if we don't. My no, brain is having a hard time with the percentages and understanding. I, so, so like when a new city comes out, well, I mean, it would make sense. Like if it's zero percent to like, it needs to be more minted out to to unlock its full tier potential. Yeah, is that so, what it is? So, like, so when it, good. So London came out, and you know, it had its limited release that first segment, you know, and it, it filled up pretty fast. And then they did the expansion to it. Um, so they're not fully sold out at the moment. Tokyo. So let's say it starts. So it's let's say it's a tier one. Yep. And so the first city comes out, and then boom, it mints out. So it's back at it's still at tier one. Then an expansion comes out, and now it's like forty percent minted. Now does that drop it down to like a tier three, and then you have to like mint more to like re up its tier? Is that how? Is that the correct understanding? So if it's a if it's not a full city release and it comes out in segments as more and more of the cities minted, uh-huh. the tiers lower. The tiers lower? Yeah. So you go from a one to a two to a three. Or, Why? Um, they say it's going to make it fairer. Now, if you think about it, you have a you have a smaller area that's released on the segments. And if it's tier one, it's a lot easier to hunt in smaller segments. 
is my understanding of it. But it would make that makes you you would think that would drive I, more people there to treasure hunt, and make more well, people no, to the because, secondary market. Well, but, no, but that means like when it's like very low minted and it's tier one, like that's prime treasure hunting, right? And then it becomes less and less good treasure hunting the more it gets minted. Yes, that seems backwards to me. Maybe I'm missing, but I'm not a treasure hunter either. So like, maybe I'm. If we have treasure hunters, can somebody explain to me why this would? why upland would do that and also let's confirm because i'm not saying i think you have it wrong but that sounds from a gamification perspective it sounds completely backwards so if that is what they did i'm very confused if they did the opposite then i'm less confused and it makes sense because when a city first opens up maybe make it tier three and then incentivize minting out that city to increase its treasure on tier that would make sense to me and nope, can continue with the it doesn't make sense to me because as of eleven seventeen twenty three, only ten percent of the properties are open for minting in London and Tokyo, and effective immediately they were tier three cities with the send fees being fifteen thirty and seventy five. Treasure hunting is a lot harder in LA than London, so it makes it more even while London is still smaller. Oh 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 it's about available properties not minted. Right. That makes a lot more sense. Okay. Thank you, Michael. So Properties what we're open saying, for minting, I guess. Yeah. Gotcha. So so let's say let's take a city that has a hundred thousand properties in its total. Right. Um, and then they release like city portion one is twenty thousand properties. Then it, instead of it being a tier one, it's a tier three. Right. Until it unlocks more because um like like stated, then it's yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. As that I was saying, makes, it was a smaller area to hunt in, so... Well, yeah, but that's what the minting part was what... Yeah. So it's not about minting. It's about available properties. So that's that's the big difference. So they're going to say, hey, there is X number of properties that will ultimately be available in London, which is interesting because I don't know that we've ever had that data, which means in order for them to enforce this, they would have to kind of give us an idea of what the total number of available properties in a city would be. Um, and if you think about it, that the two releases in London were, you know, you add those together, it's about 50, 55,000 properties, and they're saying that's only 10% of it. So you're looking at, you know, close to 600,000, prop, somewhere between 550,000, 600,000 properties, which puts you, you know, uh, on the... How many, I mean, how many are in L.A.? Um, L.A. is somewhere around that. Okay. I mean, that sounds like an insane amount. Yeah. Um. <laughs> what up, I bark? Stop hunting in L.A. Go to San Fran. Not financial advice. <laughs> um, let's see here. Okay. No, I like that. Okay, never mind. Then that makes way more sense to me. And I actually completely agree with it and like that because that is really unfair to, uh, you know, a city like L.A. that had all of its properties released in a uh, up front. Yeah, yeah, where, okay, so that makes a lot of sense. So 640, about 648,000 properties in L.A., 531,000 properties in Chicago, so... Yeah, um, yeah. no mention of lower tier. Honestly, I don't think that they're probably not nearly as worried about the other tiers. Um, I would imagine it's going to be the the tier ones that, what up, Ahoy, Rock, 
Rockdrigo. I always have Rockdrigo. Rockdrigo? Yep. Rockdrigo. Maybe that's why I always say it wrong. Rockdrigo. What up, Rockdrigo? Yeah, because you always want to call it Rockdrigo. Rockdrigo. But he throws the D in there and throws it off. I know. Throw, got to watch out for that D. <laughs> I was leaving that one alone, but you, you uh, ran with it. I had to. Um, but, yeah. Now, you, of course, you have some treasure hunters upset about it because they were taking advantage of the system. You know, that's what happens. You know, you you find I mean, you, you maximize your, your time and your energy until the advantage is realized by the, by the game, and then they adjust properly. It happens all the time. No, I mean, we see it time and time again. And, I mean, this community is wicked smart. Like... You give them an opportunity to find an advantage, find a way uh, for gamification. They are going to leverage it, uh, which, what up? Rocks in the back uh, backstage. Um, like, honestly, that's one of the scariest things, and this is one of the things people have to realize, especially about a blockchain game. This is not a traditional game where you can make a release and then nerf something uh, because, like, in a, like World of Warcraft, they release a dungeon, there's a glitch, uh, whatever. Like, you can roll it back, you can nerf something, you can penalize people. You can do all kinds of stuff because you're not really messing with people's money, so to speak. With a blockchain game where people are, in, are putting in real funds for assets that have uh, real value, like things like Spark and UpX, like there's not a lot of room, wiggle room. Like if there became an exploit where somebody could just make a bunch of UpX, that would be insanely detrimental um, to the economy overall. So every tweak that they do, they have to be monitoring very closely and making sure that there are not exploits or people taking advantage of systems. So, yeah. And remember, treasure hunting was developed just for something to do in the game itself. You know, it was just like, oh, you know, it's let, let's add a little, little more something to keep people engaged longer on the platform, and that's where it came from. Uh, players then realized that that was their quickest way to improve their net worth without having to put in additional funds. Yeah, and again, I think that they'll keep it. I, I think it's one of those you know mini game aspects. Uh, maybe they retire once real travel comes out, because I don't know. You you you'd have to migrate it to another system at that point but um it is when you think about it like we we see send fees um playing a significant role like surprisingly high role in monthly income for uh you know people that have a lot of properties in a given city especially a tier one that has a lot of treasure hunting um you know i think you're really good about tracking those statistics of like those send fees add up, which means that there is a shared revenue aspect. Um, the send fees and the visit fees add up for the players. Uh, and so that is a way, like, even though I don't treasure hunt, I benefit greatly as a property owner in San Francisco from the treasure hunting. Um, I get a lot of send fees, and I know that's directly correlated. Uh, it's almost exclusively, when you think about it, there's no other real reason to send to a property outside of maybe going to a meta venture. Why else would you ever really send to a property outside of treasure hunting? Or a new city release trying to get closer, but yeah. Sure, but like in San Francisco, like your your properties in San Francisco, if you look at the visits there, 
that is almost exclusively from treasure hunting. Absolutely. Um, so that to me is, you know, as a real trickle down economy effect uh, for property owners. So I'm glad that they're doing treasure hunting tweaks. I'm glad that it's still around. Uh, I definitely want them to keep enticing players to go to tier one cities um, and send, 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 send. Please, I love my, you know, multiple send fees. Like, feels good. It, it does. Um, let's see here. California Trading Company said, how do we know much, or how do we know much the cities are going to expand? No news to me that London and Tokyo are only 10% open. Um, well, you know they're going to expand based off of Upland's history of how they release cities. And you can look at the geographical map of the cities and find out, you know, you can do a quick Google search, too, of how many you know, how many properties are in said city. And that gives you a rough estimate of what Upland's going to find, too. So, I mean, that, that that's an easy path to understand that. And, yeah, there is that. When is Miami coming? There is rumors that Miami is coming. I saw that. I saw a little blurb on, on the Facebooks. Yeah, I don't know if it was like a screen grab of something that was like accidental or if it's official or what, but... I first saw it in the Analytic Assassins channel, um, so I saw it there talking about Miami, and they gave credit to the Brazilian team on there that, hey, you know, it's not confirmed, but they're pretty sure that, you know... Well, I mean, we haven't had a big uh, U.S. What's we we haven't had a big U.S. city release in a while. It's been all international. Vegas? Nope. Vegas was Genesis twenty twenty two, and then I think Dallas and Arlington came. After oh yeah, 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 Dallas and Arlington were F. Yeah, yeah, they were the fall after that. Uh, but were those, so was Dallas Arlington the last? Um, I think so. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, you're going big? Would you, what's your feelings on Miami? Miami is going to be uh, expensive. Um, not as expensive. Uh, it's going to have it's going to have your expensive neighborhoods. It's going to be a tier one city. It's going to be large. Wait, um, you think Miami's tier one? Yeah. Maybe I guess. Oh yeah, Miami's tier one. What uh, I'm trying to think of, like, is it the? Is, I mean, is it top ten? I feel like the top ten. Eh, I guess maybe. What was Dallas? Mm. I feel like Dallas is bigger than Miami. Don't give me Miami. Definitely, dude. If Dallas is tier two, if Dallas is bigger than Miami, get out of here. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, that's a from a treasure hunting perspective, it'll be tier three. But like. Which actually does tier matter outside of? Well, no, it the percent percent fees, yeah, and send fees, yeah. That's a good point. Dallas is tier three. Yeah, you're tier three. Get it? I mean, Miami's not even you know 
in the top ten of the most populated cities, but Dallas yeah. is Dallas is number nine, so Yeah, no, no, no. I don't see I I think you guys like tier one is gonna be reserved for Sydney, Singapore. Like I think we're out of maybe DC, maybe DC. But like I don't I don't see there being any other tier one cities in San and in, uh, in the U.S. I think L.A., New York, like I think San Francisco got. Wait, is San Francisco's tier one? San Francisco's tier one, but like San Francisco's like grandfathered tier one. Like, let's be very clear. I don't think if they were to release San Francisco today, that it would be tier one. I think that it's the Genesis City, um, so I think it is getting special treatment. As a tier one, um, but I think no f Houston. Get out of here with Houston. If Houston is tier one, Houston will be a tier one. You, it's, you shut your mouth. <laughs> Houston better not be a tier it's, it's one. It's going to be a tier one. No, you're just saying that to piss me off. I'm not because okay. No. So New York City. So the five boroughs of New York City is the densest populated area then chicago then la chicago houston's number four followed up by phoenix and philly dallas is number nine overall so maybe maybe they tear them wrong don't have any culture and i include all of the no i gotta <laughs> sorry i love you don't don't come murder me now, y'all houston people are cray cray now the interesting um, th- and, and san francisco sits at 18 overall in population um, if you do look at it, though, the interesting thing is Miami has less of a population than Detroit, Fresno, Kansas City. They're only one spot ahead of Oakland, two spots ahead of Bakersfield. Yeah, no. Miami, like, I think they're going to reserve Tier 1 again. So, oh, yeah, I forgot about Chicago being Tier 1, which is fair enough. Um, Houston, thank you. Big Norm. <laughs> Big Norm, uh, please you you win a, a a test tube statue. Feel free go to thank me later. Uh, trade any asset uh, t- uh, uh, for a test tube over mint one hundred. It's yours because you are the only sane one in the audience. Thank you. It will not be tier one. I think there. I don't think there's any tier one cities left in the U.S. I think that they're going to reserve that for really really big cities. Um, and as far as I'm concerned, the U S is out of that. Like we got three, like that's going to be better than most countries. Like, and actually we got four, we got four, San Francisco, LA, Chicago, Manhattan, like four tier ones, Houston, we have a problem. Solid, (laughs) solid pun. Um, but yeah, no way. Miami better not be Houston. Definitely better not be what, what is Houston known for? Nothing. Uh, I mean, I guess there's space program. So, so explain this then, though, because Sao Paulo is not a tier one city, but it is the fourth populated city in the world. Yeah. And again, population is only one of the aspects. Like, that's the thing. That's why I'm saying, like, it doesn't matter. Like, that's why I think Houston, like, you're pointing to it being the number four most populous city in the country. I go, that doesn't mean anything. Like, because what, like, what landmarks, iconic, like, it's not iconic. Like, you can go, Manhattan and L.A. are universally recognizable. Like, 
Paris will be a tier one, like no doubt about it. Um, London being a tier one, Tokyo being a tier one, like that makes complete sense. Beijing would likely be a tier one. Uh, Sydney will be a tier one. Mexico City will not be a tier one. I don't see Mexico City being a tier one. Um, Singapore. Shanghai? Shanghai, possibly. Singapore should definitely be a tier one. Um, so, Stanford. again, I, no, no. I don't think Istanbul would be tier one. How about Constantinople? <laughs> now you're just being a jerk. All right. <laughs> <laughs> the cheating Astros. Uh, yes. Um, no, I think, uh, again, I really think that they're going to be very judicial with their tier one uh, branding. Uh, I don't think we're going to see another tier one city again. Washington DC might be the only one. Mm-hmm. And I, I say that, uh, again, I don't know, but it might be knocked out just because I don't think it'll have the pop- population. But it, ha- it definitely has, right, like when you think of the monuments, Boston, Boston, Theo. Boston's got a lot of culture, a lot of history. Same tier with Philly. Two. Tier two. Solid tier two cities. But no, I think tier one... You, Boston is not on tier with Paris and Manhattan. Like, it's not on tier with Tokyo. Like, think about what tier one means now. We're talking a global scope. Like, you got to say, does it hold up to LA, Manhattan, Tokyo, London, Paris? Is it on that same level? Absolutely not. So, I think, again, San Francisco is the exception. I love San Francisco. I think if the ratings were, again, if San Francisco was not the Genesis City, it would not be Tier 1. It is the Genesis City. It deserves its Tier 1 because it's the Genesis City. Um, No, no, no. They're not Tier 1 from a treasure hunting perspective, but they are Tier 1 cities. They're just been, they just have a tier penalty because they have not been fully released. But at full release they will be tier one. So once... Because 70% of the available properties are released for minting. Yeah, because essentially it's really unfair to to cities like LA that are tier one that have 500,000 properties released where London is, you know, going to be a fraction of that for a while. So I think that that makes real sense to say from a treasure hunting perspective, we're going to put a tier penalty until it gets large enough to be designated as a tier one. Because again, the tier one prizes, I think that they really want to ratchet it up. With these kind of changes, I'm expecting them, I think what they, and it makes sense, the first thing that they want to do is balance the gameplay um, and balance the activity. And for this, I think that they're planning on, on really taking treasure hunting, especially in tier one cities, potentially up a notch. Because that's how you would do it in a game like this. You have to first balance out and say, hey, we need to make sure that people cannot exploit Tier 1 cities. How do we balance that out? Get rid of Tokyo and London as Tier 1 treasure hunting cities for now until they have a massively large um, you know, uh, city base. 
And then I think once that's in place, then they will potentially incentivize tier one treasure hunting more, which would be really cool um, to see, especially for San Francisco. San Diego is close. I love San Diego. I would love to see San Diego be tier one. That feels a little lopsided for the West Coast. Portland, three. no. Portland's a three to me. Portland's Se- a th- two. Seattle's a two. Seattle's solid. San Antonio, three? Four. Four? Okay. Zero? <laughs> like what? San Antonio. San Diego's I love- a two. So a- a- as you were talking, <laughs> yeah. as you were talking, through all this, it started making me think even more about it. And really what you're saying is tier one is going to be a rarity. Um, so, you know, yeah. even even though, you know, cities like San Francisco, there's going to be a lot of properties. Tokyo, you know, it sounds like Tokyo, London, they're going to have over a half a million properties. That's what it's sounding like. L.A. has over 600,000 properties. But those are going to be your premium places. That's going to be, you know, the places that Upland is going to drive you to want to be if the treasure hunting's there, you know. So it's your opportunity now. It's not going to be all over the place. You're going to see more tier twos, a lot of threes, fours, you know. And as they expand and get farther out in the suburbs, you can see it even, you know, I could see new tiers years down the road being introduced. Yeah. So again, I think that this is a really heads up play by the team. And again, as somebody, as a gamer, I go, this is how I would balance it out. Like this does make a lot of sense strategically to say the first thing we need to do is make sure that we have the treasure hunting cities balanced. So we need to knock down these high tier cities to a lower tier. And to me, the only reason you're really doing that is because you want to introduce some really high value treasure hunting events to tier one, and you don't want them to be exploited in under-released cities like London and Tokyo. Because, you know, our original theories on treasure hunting was, oh, you know, you have to, you got to have your web, you have to have it all mapped out so you can make your strategic jumps. Then we have Russell Aaron on, or Russell Envy on. And he just like kind of blew our mind of the way that he treasure hunted and was profitable doing it. So people like Russell that learned from him and treasure hunt like him, these cities like London and Tokyo were gold mines because they were on such a shorter playing field, you know, and it's just like, that's why people liked Rutherford, but Rutherford was a lower tier. You're getting these higher tier cities with the higher rewards on a shorter playing field than somebody doing it in L.A., Correct. So, I mean, they might not enhance the benefits of tier one treasure hunting. Usually, you know, again, they, I would hope that they do because I think it makes a lot of sense and would benefit, you know, landowners in tier one. It's again, another motivation to really want to own property in a tier one. If that's where the big treasure hunts things are going to happen, if that's where the enhanced treasure hunting, and that means where the real competitive treasure hunters are going to be, you're going to get a lot more send fees there. So if you think about it logically, in your lower tier cities, people are much more likely to have uh, webs, like a treasure hunting web, like because they're already looking for a budget, like they want to save as much coin as they can. Um, so they buy some properties and they use their profits to keep buying and making a web, which means that your send fees um, and your visitor fees are probably going to be less in general. Plus, you have to have, you have a lower send fee um, threshold as well there. 
right? Where in your tier one cities, you're going to have most treasure hunters not owning any properties or very little properties, which means it's going to be almost exclusively send fees. Um, so for the property owners there, again, like that's a, a great revenue share opportunity. So I'm all about it. I really hope that we see a follow up with, um, you know, increased tier one um, benefits. Honestly, like I think it would make sense once we get to life token and things like that, that there's benefit. Like I think we'll see that just like we see spark rewards. Um, and so, yeah, I think we'll continue to see enhanced benefits of tier one treasure hunting, which means go get those tier one cities. Honestly, the more I think about it, the more undervalued San Francisco is because, you know, Manhattan's already sitting at a very premium price. Like you're paying a ridiculous amount of money. However, if you are a treasure hunter there, like I don't know how their treasure hunting is in Manhattan, um, but it's a fairly small area. And, you know, but the properties there are very expensive. So for me, buying a property and then getting your in, investment back from send fees, we know you're not getting it back in, in passive revenue from the interest because you're paying 10x markup. So you would have to get it from send fees or future sale value. San Francisco, you can still get a great deal on it. And I can tell you firsthand that these properties get a lot of sends uh, because from a tier one perspective, it's probably, I mean, Manhattan and San Francisco will now forever be the smallest tier one treasure hunting cities that will ever be available. Like that's what this change tells me definitively because every other tier one city is probably going to have half a million plus properties. San Francisco sitting at what? 200,000? 149,000. 149,000 in San Francisco and Manhattan's at what? 50? And then Manhattan is... Yeah, I think they're at Manhattan is at less than 50, 42, basically 42,000. Yeah. So again, like Manhattan has its own weird economics and I don't really know how well the, how good the treasure hunting is there. Um, but San Francisco is a great treasure hunting place. Um, and I think it's a, it's a good balance of like shape and property uh, spread outness. So I mean, uh, and is huge there. I would still think Manhattan would be pretty easy since it's long. You know, you start right in the middle, you know, north or south. There, there's not a lot of width to it. So, Yeah, I don't know. Treasure hunters, let us know. How, how is it, like, is Manhattan a good treasure hunting city? We don't really hear about it a lot in the treasure hunting, like, world. But, again, I think it's, I don't know. I don't know why. Um, for people trying to build a web, very expensive because everything's oh, yeah. on a secondary market, but people that can, you know, treasure hunt like Russell Envy, then th that's a different story. But I don't even know if you can be profitable there because a lot of people do jack up their send fees in Manhattan also. So. Yeah, I think between the send fees, plus you got to keep in mind, like some of these properties, especially the ones with skyscrapers, um, I, I would imagine that because of the size of that and you have like that circle that you're you know, your discovery circle, right? So your the treasure is in the middle. So if you don't know this, like every property, so if, you know, if this is your property, like it's right in the middle, right? Like, so when you send to it, if it's a big property, you're only getting that one property's worth of discovery. 
Um, and so that can be a big deterrent too. Large properties um, would make it more difficult because you kind of have to hit it dead on. Um, so I'd be interested to know how that impacts people. I.e. the Fly San Francisco 2020. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I think it was it that. No, it was. Easter. It, it was that one. It was that was the flight. That was the Easter. It was the final. You know, you had to have each egg, and then there was only one egg, and it was dizzy, Daddy D. And a lot of people went by that property, but they didn't cross the center of the property because it was such a large property. People got impatient, like I got to go look at it. Like maybe it's this one, maybe it's that one, and. Dizzy was the only one with the patience to let his explorer float over. I don't think he had the patience. I'm pretty sure he just minted it and then sent to it. I think he was just like, I'm just going to buy this property on a whim and then send to it. No. We'll have to ask him. I thought that's what he did. I thought he was just like, ah, well, because once you get in, like, because all the corner of your discovery, it'll turn green to mint. Right. Um. And then I think he was just like, eh, I'll just buy it. And then, because then when you buy it and then send to it, obviously it's going to send you directly to the middle. But I could be wrong. He could have flown past it. Um, yeah. I think you had to discover it to mint it. Well, no, but your discovery range just has to hit a corner. Of it, and it would turn green. Now, with with that competition, though, I don't think you could mint it because you had. Well, to no, make- that would have been a sure giveaway, though, if you couldn't mint it. You could definitely mint oh, yeah. it because I was definitely minting properties to send to. Right, I, I would mint and then send to the property because I was running. Because remember, back in the day, you only got like three cents, <laughs> right? Like a and, and day, then, and then they opened it up to eleven. It, but that was it. You know, you could uh, find, well, you no, find to get 11. There was, there was a brief time where it was infinite. Right. There was a brief time where it was infinite, um, where you could actually have as many as you wanted. You could do as many sins as you wanted in a day um, with the airplanes. Uh, so I feel like the airplanes, I don't remember if the, it feels like the airplanes would have been around by then, but I don't know. Oh, yeah. They anyway, was well, Daddy D uh, at some point. All right. Ninjas say they were able to efficiently hunt in San Francisco with six properties uh, more than they were with 650 in LA. That doesn't count when 649 of them are in one neighborhood. (laughs) Prehistoric times. Facts. Facts. All right. We also have the Thanksgiving 2023 bundle sale that went on. They had block explorers and map assets for you to get. Um, Gobble, gobble. Wait, hey, what's going on with that thing where you get the badge for holding the things? Is that done yet? No, it's not done yet. So another sale happens next week. There is two block explorers that are out right now. All right, if you have one of those block explorers, hit me up. I need all. So there's two of them out, and then the third one will be going on sale next week. But there's only 50 of those available. All right, so I need to get in queue for that for sure. Yeah. Um, the map assets, the basket was huge. The basket full of fruit, pumpkins, grapes, and squash. It, it was pretty huge. It's taller than the pumpkin pip squeaks. And so the, the map assets and the block explorers mirrored each other. 
Gotcha. So the sales went on. Cool. Yep. Mystery sale passed. Chapter four. That happened today. I was I missed out. I missed out on the US dollar and the Opex. So that's uh this is the second chapter. I got chapters one and two and three and four I've struck out on. Yeah, honestly, like I know I was super bullish on it, but the, again, the more I've learned about it, the more I'm less bullish on it. Sorry, Dizzy. I know you bought like 5% of chapter one. Uh, <laughs> but I don't know. I, I, I think it's going to be interesting to see once we get the actual, like what do all the variations do? Because here's the thing is like, there's going to be, cert- like as a gamer, I don't have enough information to be able to say like, the property, the difference in the properties of like square base versus circle base or square base versus whatever rectangle versus this kind versus that kind versus this color. There's too many variations and there's not an, unless they've released more information about like the actual timing, capacity, refresh, stuff like that. It's impossible for me to under, to know at this point what kind of setup I'm going to want, Right. Uh, so, and then that's going to vary because honestly, as a gamer, there's going to be certain combinations that make a lot of sense. Like a huge capacity might be really important if you're like, I don't want to play all the time, but if you have a huge capacity, but your output is minuscule, which means that you have to collect every two hours, but you only have to refill every six hours, then it's just like, well, that's not a benefit. Because then at that point, you're better off just getting one with a small capacity on both ends, like an equal capacity on either side, right? Or like a, a throughput. Like, so there's so many variations. So depending on how they tweak it, like these high value ones that have like really rare attributes could actually be not great from a gamification perspective. Like it, it, imagine a car that has like a top speed of, you know, 2000 miles an hour, but it's got an acceleration of one mile an hour. You're like, well, that's great. And it's got terrible turning and all this other stuff. Like, sure, it's got a great max speed, but if you're never able to achieve that max speed, then it's not really useless or it's not really great. Or if it has, you know, a max speed of 10, but it's got, it goes zero to 60 in half a second, but it, it caps out at 10, like whatever I like them. I'm not saying they are super cool. Trust me. I'm telling you right now, once the event's over, I'm buying a ton of them. Uh, once their value is cratered, um, I will collect them. Um, like once they're done being used, I, I will buy some of them for sure, just for collectability um, to keep them. And they're, they're a great part of Upland history. And I think there is a tremendous value there, but I'm not overly investing in them at this point. Um, and, and some of the secondary yeah. market prices, a lot of them that I find, I'm just like, they're almost 2x and I, I don't you know as you're saying there, there's just still too much to it it would have been nice to play with a life cycle you know and get feedback off the first one so you kind of yeah. know what's going on it, it's a big leap of faith yes all the protom that you create through these totems are going to be part of the stem that you'll receive but once again what's going to use stem how long is it to roll out stem is them, you know, sooner or later, are they going to do a stemlet, kind of like sparklet? 
Uh, and if, if, if this is life in the game, do you see life being, do you see the stem being greater? Because there's going to be a million spark, but do you see stem being greater than spark in the game? I mean, there's so many variables and unknowns that makes it hard to pay the marked up secondary market price if you miss out on it. And that's that's where I'm at with these. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Again, they really, I, I get, I'm with you. I wish that they would have done a cycle um, early on. Um, I wish that they would oh. give us more information. Oh, they're going under mint now. So, okay, I'm down. Uh, oh, they're definitely, oh, they're, because like some of the like more quote unquote like bad rolls, especially if you bought it, like, I mean, 60, so what, it's 60,000 UPEX for one, is that? Is that what they, is that 55, the up? 55,000. Okay. So 55. So you think about that. If you paid 55, like that's a good conversion rate, like 55,000 UPEX. If somebody was like, Hey, I'll give you 42 bucks for 55,000 UPEX. Yeah. I'm doing that. I'm doing that every day. Right. Like I would be very happy to flip 55,000 UPEX for 42 us dollars. Joseph uh, Wilson says STEM will take the place of Spark and the treasure hunts after Spark goes into the exchange. If you looked at the Sparklet white paper, they did state that you would still be able to receive them in treasure, that Spark will still be in treasure hunting. 5% of it will be dedicated to it. But so once that is, uh, unless Joseph, what you're saying is once they hit that 5% mark of the million, which is 50,000 Spark given away through treasure hunting, then they'll transfer over STEM. Possibility. Oh, is, is, is Spark hard capped at a million? Is that yes. in the white paper? Yep. Okay. And and Big A has, what, 500,000 of it now? <laughs> no, he's got like 1,200. No. Um, okay. Well, that's cool. That's good to know. How much? So, well, that's interesting because then that's really going to put a damper on mining. Remember mining, Spark mining was supposed to be like a big thing. Right. I guess... Well, I mean, I guess it's just it's going to be the sparklet, right? I guess that's the whole idea. Is that that's probably what you're going to have to mine is like this is a concept with Bitcoin, right? They just give you smaller and smaller increments of it going out. Like you're just going to be harder and harder to get because they did talk about wastelands and being able to mine and and all that stuff. We haven't heard. I don't. I would not be surprised if they just kind of like Let forget. That about it. Yeah. <laughs> Like, uh, remember, remember when they were going to do uh, four man like teams? Yes. Like we squads. were going to get squads. We were going to get four four man squads. We were going to get our own flags and stuff to be able yeah. to compete in games. And oh, it was a huge thing. And then they're like, um, yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> it's not our top priority. Uh, that's not our major focus right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, anyway. So, those sold, I missed out, and still uncertain. And, yeah. Fair. Turkey <laughs> Chase 2023. What's going on with these turkey wings? What's happening? Like that, it's almost oh. like peacockish. Yeah, no, I get that, but, like, the one, like... That one has like two wings. I'm very confused at the one on the right. Like it has like four sets. It's it's got like the back peacock wings, which is fine. That's the plume. 
But like, why does it? It has like the down wings and the side wings. Are these mutant turkeys? It, it could be. Also, like, why does this one have like what's that red thing? Why it's its head gobbler on the <laughs> side of it? Like, it fell off. Like, it, it what is happening? AI turkeys. You know what? That's exactly what that is. Yeah, it is. That's exactly what that is. Rock, you are a hundred percent. Look at the 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 one on the. Look at All the, right, hold on. No, I'm sorry. Upland team. Look at the eye right there. No, just look at no. Look at the one. Look at that one on the right. Look at this one's eye. Boop. Look at the one on the right. This one. Yeah, with the one with the fuck with the four wings. <laughs> but look Upland at the, team. Look at I'm this one's now. Eye. I'm. Yeah. No. Now I'm. Now I'm upset. Look at like, this one's th- eye. One on the left has three legs. Yeah, no, this. Uh, it does. Is, it does have three legs. Look at that. This is terrible. This is such lazy, absolute lazy. Art creative. I am sorry. Boo! Absolutely boo! I would have much rather you given the community a hundred thousand upex to come up with a turkey chase logo. And they would have come up with one a thousand times better. Like the actual turkeys inside the game were, were nice. That's fair. But like this is lazy marketing, y'all. Like, get it together. I'm unimpressed and quite annoyed, honestly. Total AI garbage. Joseph Wilson is correct. This is absolutely not what we expect. Like, this is I I definitely expect more. Like, this would not have been hard to do. This would not have been hard to proof, by the way. Like, this would have, okay, I'm okay if you start with a baseline of AI, but come on. How the heck did this garbage get through? This is horrible. Boo. And are these pieces of turkey that got blown up? I'm guessing. Is I have no idea what's going on. I'm very, like, the more I look at it, the more angry I get, honestly. Like. Oh, this was supposed to be on his head. Yeah, that's what I was saying. That's what was like. Like, there's so many things wrong with this. I was like, thinking gobbler below. You know, none of them have gobblers. What kind of turkey? Yeah, no, they got the gobbler on their head. Like, it, <laughs> like what is going? <sighs> yeah, one nice turkey. One nice turkey running would have been fine. All right. This is. No, uh, you know what they got to do? Dirk was able to get AI to create some pretty awesome artwork for our third anniversary show. They have to talk to Dirk on how he prompts Dally to Dally to, you know, get what you need out of it. Uh, yes. Usain, you're right. As an a, as a designer, stuff like this, this job security, you're right. Because whoever, whatever ad company, whoever put, whoever allowed this to come through, y'all, Come on. We love you. We know that everybody's doing a hundred things, but this was an easy, this was an easy thing to do. Like you could have created a single, ter- like, no. It, it comes back down to quality control once again. Okay. Quality uh, control. It, yeah. And we've, but you know what? To be fair, it's mm. been a while that we For talked that? to about, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it took a while. It's been a while since we had to talk about quality control of proofreading or, you know, anything like that. So kind of a slippage here. They, they've been better with their quality control on their releases, right. but yeah, this one. This is, this is embarrassing. Yeah. 
You know what? They should release a a mutilated turkey block explorer like the sorry Bruce <laughs> and give it to all of us. Like they should have to look at this. This one with the crooked eye and the three legs. We need this one. The one with the gobbler that was on everybody else's head that's off to the side. We need this one. This one looks Four like wings. Uh, yeah, a it's so many wings. Yeah, we, we need melty eye. Yeah. Like God Almighty, this one's got a funky eye too. So we need all of these as block explorers and call it the Turkey Chase Fiasco 2023 Block Explorer Collection. I'd buy them. Yeah, Franken Turkey, man. I I read that book. That was a that was a goosebumps book, man. Franken Turkey. <laughs> that was horrifying. That's what's going on here. I'm getting turkey nightmares. This is these are some Monsanto turkeys, bro. <laughs> that one should not be able to fly. I mean, I'm not mad that I get some extra turkey wings, but damn, like get it together. Like that's an extra turkey leg. You know what? That would if that makes it the Renaissance Fair a little bit cheaper. I mean, you can grow turkeys with three legs. I'm okay with that. But come on, fam. <laughs> I, uh- I, I didn't even look at it. I just took the no, I, I, in and like it would have been so easy to click by because it's close enough. But the more you look at it, the worse it gets. Because that human flesh flying in the air. Yes, I think there's <laughs> expl- yes, Lee. There's tiny bits of human just blown up. Like, what is the prompt? I would have loved to know the prompt that got to this. Right. Like, and maybe it was just turkey chase. And I don't, I don't know. I mean, my usual process is grab the artwork from the article, digest the article, hit my little notes that I need to hit for the article. I didn't even look at it. I bring it up and you're just like, wrong, 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 wrong. Well, my brain is trying to like, (laughs) first of all, I was like, oh, I really like the colors. Like at first I really liked the turkey character. So I was like, oh, this is kind of cool and fun. And then like, it's like one of those pictures, like the longer you look at it, you're like, what the what is actually happening in this photo? Wait a second. These are not cute, fun turkeys. These are mutilated monsters. <laughs> uh, with a background of explosion. Like, they just broke out of a testing facility and blew up their captors. Like, what in the heck? They broke out of South Park and just like... Yes, these are the angry turkeys <laughs> in South Park. Yes. Solid throwback. There you go. The angry turkeys. Ned, they're coming right at you. Got them. They're coming right for us. <laughs> Got them. Yeah. So this is going on from today, November 21st through Friday, November 24th, 9 a.m. Pacific time. Um, the turkey chase is only playable on the mobile version of the game. Going on in 10 cities, Nashville, Dallas, Cleveland, Bronx, Brooklyn, Staten Island, Manhattan, Frisco, Oakland, and Fresno. I do like... Well, I don't know if I do like, but it was interesting that four out of the five boroughs got the turkey chase. Queens was missed out, but they're not sold out. So, hmm. Something's going on with my app. Yeah. So you have the crazy turkey, the scared turkey, and the golden turkey. And yeah, look at it. So, I, so I'm in the app. Uh-huh. And when I pull up messages, it crashes my game. Huh. Is anybody else having issues? And I've like hard closed it and tried to. Is there a, an update or something for it that I need to look? Uh, oh, I, all right. Joseph Wilson gets it. The turkeys are uplanders finding out about Miami and car sales and totems all at once. <laughs> all right. Nice. 
Joseph, go ahead and make an offer on any one of my coffin bony secrets over mint 100. And uh, I'll get that to you for that one. That was awesome. That's funny. No? It says it's updated. All right, I'm going to try it in the app, I guess. Hmm. Or try it in the... Rodrigo said, create a poster for a turkey chase in the metaverse Salvador Dali style. Yeah. I can open messages. Oh, okay. Maybe I just have so many... Um, I wanted to get because I'm assuming that some people have messaged me for trades or for their test tube things. So the different ones have different cooldowns on them, and you get entries into the drawing, and the rewards are the different inflatable gratitude block explorers. It kind of looks like a one of those like creepy things outside of the car dealerships that like are waving in the air, but it's a guy with some sort of, I I don't know if he's supposed to be a pilgrim. Um, What are you on about now? Oh, like, is he doing the YMCA? Uh, This looks like one of these like car. It's like one of those car inflatables. Yeah. But pilgrim style. Okay. It's like, woo, over here, come get your pox blankets. <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right. Didn't think we were going down that road tonight. <laughs> All right, Snowdrift Showdown. So this is what X1 and Dak and Mass Chef were referencing last week. And I do like this one. Um, Registration is going on right now. But you have to have a Series T truck, a Series V passenger van, or a Series S semi to take part in this. And the racing goes on all next week. And then they have the finals. And with the finals, first place gets .15 Spark, which is nice, along with an UpX prize. And And then they pay all the way... Oh, where do they pay out? They pay out a bunch in UPEX all the way down to, I want to say 40 or 25th place. You know, 21st to 25th place gets 10,000 UPEX, but first place, 100,000 UPEX plus 0.15 Spark. Second, 100,000 UPEX plus 0.1 Spark. And third place gets 100,000 UPEX plus 0.05 Spark. Pretty solid. That's cool. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, we were, yeah, I like that. And E-Trim, R-Trim, and other trims are not allowed for this specific race. And they're running the Ithaca Run, Boys Town Extreme, and Midtown Terrace. I really like the partnerships that they have going on there. And speaking of racing, um, Just NFT has his racetrack approved there in Nashville. You know, a couple months ago, everybody jumped on and staked Spark on there. We gave some stuff away. So that is now up and running. Um, Heck yeah. There are still some properties to buy. We're looking to put together a community plan so we can get this as a sanctioned URL racetrack for upcoming events and upcoming seasons. So um, definitely want to jump on that, start building on that, and start helping out to build the community plan so this can be a sanctioned track for the next uh, Upland Racing League season. Not not the mini cars that they're going on, but the, but the spring series. So Love that. Definitely go check out... Um, just NFT's racetrack over in Nashville. Pick up some properties along the track and help build the community there. 
Yeah. No, that's really cool. Ugly sweater contest is still going on. And my map assets are still for sale. So go check them out. And I have been submitting my Christmas map assets. So we're going to wait on those and see if they show up in time. Um, Very cool. And uh, still working on the artwork for the spooky doogie showrooms to hit the upland metaverse thank you so much for that name i'll give you a commission off of that off the sales because of that i don't know how i missed that you know i don't know it happens don't know how i missed that oh what else all through shout out well i was gonna say shout out to uh the the team at uh, merced manor i know that they're uh, hustling their uh, neighborhood rating. I recently relocated to one Langston Drive. Uh, you and your ones. Supporting supporting the, the Merced Manor. Uh, got some builds going on there. Uh, so, yeah. yeah, shout out to Merced Manor. If you're not already there or if you have properties there and you haven't already built on it, uh, you should definitely go start some uh, builds there. Uh, help help out Mercer Manor. And if you do have properties with builds already completed and you have some map assets, go ahead and move them in. You know, it, it's going to be oh, a stretch. Yeah. Hollisswood is up there and Midtown Terrace is up there, but there is still nine days left in the month and it's going to be close. I love seeing all the map assets. They're actually really cool to look at. Oh, absolutely. And uh, it looks like Upland's been doing, they've resolved their bottleneck issue with map assets because it seems each and every day more and more are hitting the market. So that is awesome. That is. That's super cool. Love to hear that. <laughs> yeah. No, sorry, I got distracted. I'm like looking at people's in, in Merced Manor. Yeah. I know. Man, I wish there was an easier way to move assets. Like, that's the thing. It's so freaking tedious. Like, y'all, y'all just don't even know. I wish I could, I wish I could delegate somebody to be like an asset manager too. Like, because like, honestly, like, okay, you can't like sell or trade it, but like, hey, I want to like, I want to delegate um, somebody to be like, hey, you can move my map assets around. You can only move them between my properties but like you can move them around, you can move them to my showroom. Like you can't. Like I wish that there was like ways that we could do that escrow. Yeah, maybe. Uh, it, it would be it would be nice, and hopefully Upland starts working on that to move your map assets. Say you want to move five map assets. Let's go with five. You can do it in a row, or you can do four in a block of two by two, and you, you plop them here to there. Hey, I want to move these four, and I want it in this configuration. You want a straight line, you want a box, and you know, a two by two, three by That's three, true. four by four, five by five, and, and you have the options. Select these, place them in this grid format, put them here, and then you show up on the property, and you have this nice little square grid that you plop down and say, these are going here, it, especially for people that are going from a factory to a showroom. And then even people that are moving assets from property to property, and then that point in time, then you can go back in and arrange and move them around. I don't know if it comes down to the blockchain and not being able to have multiple items that are recorded on the blockchain moving at once. Not sure, but it would be nice if they figured that out. Queue it up because, like, honestly, like I should be able. Because I mean, 
you can have you can move multiple or like have multiple trades in queue and it'll like process them whatever right so like i should be able to like you said like select here's my block that i want to move over and then even if it's a queue system um there's got to be better ways i mean we are getting way too many assets like they're ha- like that is a massive quality of life need um so yeah I, it'll be interesting to see how they do that um but yeah from a factory owner producing assets, you know, it's just depending on the asset and the spark hours, you know, you have a bunch sitting there and it's just one at a time from here to here. So you move it from here, you go to here, you you, you select it and then you place it. And then all of a sudden it zooms out on the property that you place it. You hit OK. Then you go back to your factory, especially going back from your factory to your showroom. It's, it's very really annoying. Funny. Yeah, I mean, I think, and honestly, I feel like they did this for, like, some of their big contractors. Like, it would automatically go from the factory to the 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 showroom. Like, we should be able to designate, like, a, a distribution point for the factory. Like, and once, like, let's say that there's an error, like, oh, there's a block or whatever, like, it, it can't move anymore to the showroom, then it, then it fills up the factory. Um, like the factory uh, spots, but it should be automatically, I should be able to mint, like there's no reason for me to have to move it from my factory to my showroom. Like I should be, now granted once, you know, it's going to be very complicated once they get shipping and things like that. You do have people that do have multiple showrooms, so it shouldn't be an automatic, but at least be able to bulk deliver. I want these 10 going to this showroom, these 10 going to this showroom, these 10 going to this showroom, and it just kind of plops down on a grid. And do you want a straight line or two line or block? Yeah. or It's doable. They're definitely, as the game grows, they are definitely good. Because, I mean, you can't scale this. I mean, it's not it, – it becomes way more tedious and super not fun. And I would much rather just sell things directly or just honestly – it's easier for me to just give things away. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I just give it away. It's not worth, it's not worth me trying to deal with this. Um, but yeah, no, I, all good. I, I love it. I love the, the map assets are definitely making it a lot more fun and um, interactive in the game. So, and then there's some pretty cool ones and I've seen some pretty cool stuff in design and I've had the privilege of seeing some mini games, which is interesting. That competition still going on too. So submit your mini games, um, a lot of stuff going on and you know, I wish I had time to go back and look at old episodes on our updates at the end of the year, just to see what happened to see how far we come, you know, it kind of all blurs together over time. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. No, I think, well, I mean, don't you have that? No? I haven't made a montage of year over year over year over year. Hmm. Well, if somebody somebody puts together, I'll, I'll put I'll put 100,000 Upex for towards a, a clip show. Yeah, I'd do the same. Because I right, think so all our episodes are downloadable, so... Oh, and, and clippable. So if somebody wants oh. to take and create, uh, yeah, I don't know. You set the you set up, but I'll put a hundred thousand in towards the the ante on that. Me too. You put okay. So figure out what you want. Yeah, I just want a montage of 
you know, going year over year over year since we started. We started in 2020, so some of it's going to be audio clips that you might have to use some in-game play just to generate some video over. But then we've been doing the show for almost two years on YouTube. How long does it need to be? Um, 30 seconds. Oh, I was going to say like five minutes. Oh, five. Okay. Two and a half minutes. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, well, so we need, and it's got to contain like end year clips from 2020, 2021, 2022, and something fun from 2023. Yeah. Like Genesis week from 2023 or something. Yep. Some good clips, a montage and montage. And, you know, if we got a lot of good submissions, I might throw more Upics into it. Oh, yeah, for sure. To, to award like other this people. Is, this is, yeah, this is just starting. No matter what, if you submit if you submit a clip show, I think we'll both guarantee at least the statue from each of us, right? Absolutely. A map asset like, for sure. Map asset. Like, guarantee, if you do, if you do a two-and-a-half-minute clip show um, containing clips from all from 2020, 2021, 2022, 2023, guaranteed map assets from both of us. And if you win, so in addition to the map assets, then you'll get at least no offense. I'm with you. Like, there's a reason neither of us are doing it. So right. I'm not mad at you. I get it. But I'm just saying, historically, if you're worried, like, oh, well, what's the likelihood I'm going to win? Very high likelihood you win if you actually do the activity. And very high likelihood that both of us feel guilty enough that even if, like, two or three, like, go, that we'll probably make sure that everybody's taken care of to some degree. Because that's just the kind of people we are. Absolutely. Um, yeah, it's called codependency and not being able to set boundaries and being people pleasers. But anyway. <laughs> Absolutely. And then, you know what's something we haven't done in a long time? What? Talk about how terrible you're doing at Fantasy League? Uh, that's why I keep avoiding it. <laughs> yeah, you're doing so embarrassing. I'm horrible. Bad. It's bad. I'm super embarrassed. Like, it's like, it's not even, it's like you're not even playing the right game i don't even understand how you can get a score so low like it happens because it's not like you're not playing but like it it looks like i'm not playing i I am playing it just looks like i'm not playing (laughs) but okay so explain to me am i gonna like how do i need to beat freaking boulder i'll have to look look. because he is like crushing it yeah he is like so, because when is the when do we go to the finals? What up, Boulder? Uh, week sixteen, week seventeen. What week are we in now? Eleven. Oh, did you just count the number of weeks you've lost? <laughs> I haven't lost every week. <laughs> Close, but I haven't. You've lost, lost every week. nine. <laughs> you are you're, you are two and nine, brother. So we're on twelve. <laughs> No, two two and nine is eleven. Yeah, and so we're maybe oh, no, maybe your inability 12. to add two plus nine is why you're. No, doing so we much. just finished eleven. We're on twelve now. Oh, okay. 
Yeah, no, because I got I got the highest points as well, which is pretty impressive. Yeah, I have like four hundred more points than you. Uh, my That's... team sucks this year. It happens from time to time. Now in Dizzy's in Dizzy's league with his buddies in Minnesota. No, I don't want to hear about the nonsense where you like bought yourself like no, I don't no. Anyway. Your shenanigans. My shenanigans. So wait, so once it goes to the, so like once it goes to the finals, uh-huh. then like, is it just like reset? Like the top four teams make the playoffs. Okay. And then, so what do I need to do to beat Boulder? You need to score more points than him. So is it, that's what I was wondering. So is it based on game wins or total points or both? So, well, you'll play, um, You'll play through the playoffs, so you'll have to beat uh, a te- you'll have to beat a team, and then you'll have to beat another team. So, so it'll be two weeks. So it'll be like four teams. So like number two will play number three, number one will play number four, presumably something like yep. that. One and four, two and three. Yep. Okay, so then I assume I beat number three. Boulder beats number one. Then it goes to the champion. So that, but then it's just a head to head. Like it's whoever wins that, so it has the points really don't matter unless it's a tie, right? Okay, gotcha. All right, so and then what's the rules? Can can I like stack my team? Can I just like go and beg everybody to give me other good people for uh, the playoff? Trade, deadline, trade deadline's over, so you just can't beg people. Um, what yeah. do you mean trade trade deadline's over? There's Tra- still weeks left. Yeah, but the trade deadline passed. No, I mean like for when the for when the finals come. Yeah, I mean he's not into. Like I can't trade anymore for the rest of the season. I'm stuck with the people I have now. No, you can pick people up off the waiver wire. You just can't get people from other people's teams. Oh, okay, but you could like drop all your good people because you're not using them. No, that's called sandbag. You don't. Have, you no, don't have that's any. That's not. That's not fair. I didn't say anything about being fair. What part of I'm open to shenanigans? Don't you understand? <laughs> no. No, we're not talking about fair. I'm talking about sliding you a twenty bucks so I can get the good people that I need. I think I need a, a good running back. Minor, actually, I mean my team's good. My team can win. But anyway, yeah. All right. I've just been struggling, so I haven't been updated. Like even if I was middle of the pack, but like no, I'm bad. Like yeah, I'm bad. No, I'm you're like bad. really like bottom bottom. Like like see, look, my it won't even unblur it. That's how bad it is that it's like we're not even going to unblur. But like, the only person that has not. more points scored against against them is T. Davis, and he's three and eight, so he's like one win better than me. And if you look at it, if you add it up, you know, if you look at who is like Franklin Bomber should not be doing as well as they're doing. <laughs> How are they in fourth with a thousand points? Like they are they're terrible. They should be in like ten. Yeah. I mean, he is pretty down there on, you know, he is the second lowest with points against them. You have Nishirin with ten twenty one scored against them, and then you have the Franklin Bombers with ten twenty seven scored against them. So yeah, I mean yeah, Franklin's just ran into the I hit the low score of the week and I win. Yeah, man, that's what you needed because your your scores are terrible. That my offense sucks too. It, it was just a, it was a, 
offense, eighty nine percent of their your team. There's only one spot for defense, and they score like six points. So yeah, if your offense is bad, I'm going to assume the rest of your score is going to be bad. It's a bad draft. Honestly, my you know what's been every year, whoever my QB is crushes it. My boy Jason Burrow last year. <laughs> yes, I know it's Joe Burrow. Calm down. Um, and D Prescott has been killing it this year. Yeah. Um, so I've been very happy with him. And uh, I got some of the Dallas. I got a wide receiver and a tight end that are both on Dallas, and they've been doing good. Yeah. Well, we Look at that. I would sound like I know what I'm talking about. Oh, it's kind of, yeah. Go yeah. sports ball. <laughs> um. And, and then that was the uh, thing that I was trying to say is what we haven't done in a long time is raid parties oh. on visitors' properties. You know, we got to find some. Oh, we got to find some good raid party people. You know, people in the yeah. twenty-five thousand, fifty thousand upex, and let's do a raid party on their property. Sure. Um, if anybody got somebody who's just joined the game, they knew a friend. They got somebody who recently joined. Uh, send send a DM to. Too stupid, and yes. we'll throw together a raid party. Yep. Awesome. All right. We'll shower them with some community love. Yeah. What else do you have before we get out of here for the week? No, that's it. Happy Thanksgiving to all the Americans, all the people in America, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Anybody who celebrates Thanksgiving? Yeah. Have uh... a... <laughs> <laughs> Look at Boulder. Boulder, <laughs> Good bent. The season ain't over. Congrats on being in second place. Boulder All Matters is at the end of the year, so Ooh, <laughs> he's Boulder. coming for you. Big game, bro. Big game. But we can't let Thank Me Later go back to back, or it's just bad. We we can't Dude, let him go get, back to back. Get, if I get back to back champions, you will never. I mean, you're not even going to hear the end of it that I won once, or that I'm going to be in the top, like. You know, this is I'm building a legacy. No, franchise what do they call it? Franchise? Dynasty. Dynasty, thank you. I'm building a <laughs> dynasty over Jesus. here. Yes. <clears throat> TML the dynasty. That's what that's what I'm changing my my fantasy name to. <laughs> you just call me the dynasty. Oh, what up? Oh Jesus. Yes. Mm. Get it. <laughs> All right. Everybody have a happy Thanksgiving. Be safe out there. Um, definitely check out the map assets and uh, be safe. Have fun. We'll see you out there in the metaverse very soon. The Office Podcast with the property expert. If it's happening in our land, it's the place you want to check first. With your host who's stupid to win and thank you later. Bringing a strategy, news, and cool charts with all the data. This is Upland, where the metaverse goes down. Genesis, San Fran, Rio, and all around. Don't miss a week, you never know what they'll say next. It's the Upland Property Access, baby, UPX.